Welcome everyone to this podcast about student diversity. I am Rocio Serrano and the topic for today is how to support gifted and talented students in the learning process. We are going to talk about aspects such as a specific situation, qualities of a gifted and talented student, the real problem, a proposal for supporting gifted and talented students in their learning process, strategies to be implemented, and the resources and materials required for this implementation. Let's get started. First of all, let me give you the background. Academic interactions inside the third grade of Francisco y Madero Elementary School in Colima City are good enough in the beginning and in the middle of the English class. It's a class with 25 students, 12 girls and 14 boys. 50% of the group is kinesthetic, 30% is visual and only 10% is auditive. The class begins with a warm-up that includes almost always a TPR activity. For example, hands up, hands down, turn to the right, turn to the left, clap once, clap twice, Simon says, etc. After that, we start with the low challenge stage, which doesn't require so much concentration. Next, we start with the high challenge of the lesson, which is the most difficult part of the class and requires the concentration of the students. They work quite well in these two steps. Finally, they start to produce their own work. So far, everything is going well. However, there's a specific situation with a girl in this class that I consider requires special attention. Specific situation, qualities, and characteristics of a gifted and talented student. Laura is a nine-age, quite sociable student. Her performance, as in the English class, as in other subjects, is quite exceptional. She shows qualities of a gifted and talented student because of the next characteristics. Number one, she learns more quickly than her classmates. She is always the first one finishing her classwork. She has perseverance in what she does. I think Laura has learned so much qualities from her parents. She receives all their support. If parents teach her to be perseverant, she will develop that quality. According to Vygotsky, values and skills are transmitted from adults from generation to generation. Number two. She shows a well-developed vocabulary. Sometimes I get amazed about the ability she has to translate words from English to Spanish language. She says it's because she likes to research on the internet. Number three, she has advanced reading and writing skills. She has a high understanding when reading. Needless to say that she has a very clear and nice handwriting and illustrate her jobs with really nice drawings. Number four, she's always quite motivated, especially on tasks that are challenging and difficult. 
she finishes quickly and without any difficulty. Number five, additionally, she has another quality in arts. She loves modeling clay and she creates many fantastic things with that, such as many scenes with characters. According to Seyfert and Sutton, traditionally the term gifted referred in the past only to students with high standards of achievement, but recently the meaning of gifted includes unusual talents in a wide range of activities such as music, creative writing, or the arts, which is the case of Laura. The real problem. Troubles come when Laura finishes to produce her own work quite quickly and well done, so I grade her activity and she returns to her seat. It's in that moment when the problem begins. She starts to get bored, she stands up and begins to walk around the classroom looking for someone she hasn't finished yet to play with, and she starts to distract other classmates. So I consider that Laura could go beyond in her learning providing additional instruction onto the usual curriculum and at the same time a major behavioral problem could be avoided. According to Safer and Sutton, without accommodation to their unusual level of skill or knowledge, students who are gifted or talented can become bored by school, and eventually the boredom can even turn into behavior problems. Proposal for supporting gifted and talented students in their learning process. In most cases, gifted and talented students don't take advantage of their full strengths and abilities in regular schools, as specific modifications are required to establish programs in order to reach their full potential and teachers cannot offer them more than the challenges established by the school. This situation could be improved if teachers offer gifted and talented students additional activities and support to enrich their learning with the aim to go beyond their knowledge. I propose three strategies which are based on two main theories, social constructivism and behaviorism. These strategies will improve Laura's situation and she will be able to go further by working on a wide range of exercises and information as well as she will have the opportunity to help others to improve their learning. Strategies to be implemented According to Vygotsky, the community plays a central role in the student learning and only those who are provided with the help of an expert can reach the maximum potential of their abilities and go beyond their natural maturity because children don't develop in stages, as Piaget stated, but in social interactions. In order to Laura reach, perhaps not her maximum potential, but a much higher level, it is necessary to apply the following cognitive strategies based on social constructivism 
and behaviorism learning process theories. Therefore, Laura's situation could be improved by applying the next three strategies. Number one, enrichment strategy. Laura's situation could be improved by providing additional instruction onto the usual curriculum goals through a wider variety of activities such as additional worksheets, memory games, storybooks from the classroom's library, even additional practice exercises on the internet with the aim to enrich vocabulary and grammar. By doing this, Laura not only will keep on working but also will improve her knowledge. According to Vygotsky, knowledge comes through social interaction between teachers, parents, community, and adults who help children to reach levels of knowledge. If this happened, Laura would expand her knowledge, wouldn't bore, and she wouldn't distract her classmates. This kind of instruction exists to help teachers working with gifted and talented students and is based on social constructivism learning process theory and takes place into the zone of proximal development. Number two, operant conditioning strategy based on behaviorist theory. The operant condition is when Laura finishes to produce her own work in class. The reinforcement will be provided by the teacher, price her job, and handle additional activities designed especially for her. Laura will discover that there is a good consequence for her high performance and she will be motivated to keep it up with the new additional activities. In the future, instead of focusing on distracting her classmates and turn into a behavioral problem, Laura will be focused on the new activities especially designed for her. According to, according to Skinner, the best way to understand behavior is to look at the causes of an action and its consequences. He called this approach operant conditioning. Number three, strategy of a more knowledgeable other or providing help to others, based on social constructivism theory. Another strategy would be that Laura works as a more knowledgeable other or as an expert once she has finished her own work. In this way, Laura will be able to help a student that is a struggle and at the same time she practices what she has learned in class. This strategy is based on social constructivism or assisted performance which is focused on the relationships and interactions between a learner and a more knowledgeable other. Into the zone of proximal development, Laura has already received the expert's help, in this case, the teacher's help. Only then, she's able to work as an expert and help others. According to Vygotsky, cognitive development stems from social interactions from guided learning within the sum of proximal development as children and their partners co-construct 
knowledge. The resources required for the implementation of these strategies are additional worksheets adapted to the student's level, memory games, storybooks, and additional practice on the internet. Our goal as teachers is make learning effective and enjoyable as much as possible, taking gifted and talented students into account. Well, this is the end, and it was a pleasure to share this information with you. Hope it is useful and can apply it in the educational process of your students. Thanks for hearing and see you in the next podcast. Bye-bye.